0: Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Daryl Kalavig, CIO at Riverwood Healthcare Center. In this segment, Kalavig talks about why his team opted for a Big Bang Epic Go Live, both in acute and ambulatory, how they dealt with clinicians' frustrations with having to endure an EHR switch after just a few years, and the strategies they're leveraging to increase patient satisfaction and maintain a strong community presence. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. Did both acute and ambulatory go live at the same time?
1: Yes. Yeah, it was a big bang implementation. Right. And that included our two outlying clinics, too. So all three clinics and the hospital and all of the hospital-based departments all went live at the same time.
0: Okay. Looking back now, do you you feel that that was the right way to go as far as going Big Bang?
1: Uh, Yes. Yes, it would have been difficult, I believe, if we did not do it all at the same time.
0: Yes, yeah, so certainly each way has its challenges but it,
1: uh... it it does, and it we believe the organization was ready to make that big of a move rather than try to uh piecemeal the goal lives uh or transition the goal lives at various times so we decided that the Big Bang was the best way to go and and uh it worked out very well for us, so I yeah. myself cannot complain at all right
0: yeah, and I suppose that logically if it were uh the wrong decision, you'd already know by now, <laughs> about a month or so in yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, and actually, even from a revenue stream, yeah, you know, we did uh for the goal live we did. Uh, Cut back on uh, physician schedules, appointments, Mm -hmm. uh, by 50% the first week. And then if they were ready to expand their schedules, they could do that upon their choice after the first week of go live. Uh, Many of them did that, and within three weeks we were back up to full capacity uh, for patient appointments, and, you know, essentially we were back uh, in full operational mode in three weeks. Sure. From a revenue stream perspective, uh, it turned out really well to yeah, we did uh, anticipate that revenue would drop a little bit, but we've exceeded those expectations, and we've been getting bills out the door pretty much on time, so we actually had a good revenue month uh, for the month of uh, April. Okay. And that's really kind of a telling sign, too, that uh, things did go well.
0: yeah. Yeah, definitely. That, that's about as good as you can hope for. And yeah. having the, the, the fish, physicians have that that option to uh, go back as soon as, as a week seems uh, like it makes sense because it, different different offices, different uh, facilities, uh, you know, are going to adjust differently as far as you know how quickly it is. So that that seems to make sense as well.
1: Yeah, and when I I started here back in February of uh, 2011. They had already made the decision on an ambulatory EHR. So back in May of 2012, we implemented uh, the eClinicalWorks Works application on the ambulatory side because the prior one was just a lot of frustration, and we had some... uh, uh, data integrity issues as well, so okay. the incentive was to get out of that, and so that I jumped right into that when I started. So our new CEO felt that he wanted to get to a, a single EHR, so we planned that out and proceeded down that road.
0: Okay, so so it's a couple couple years that uh, eClinicalWorks was being used.
1: Yeah, it was uh, three years.
0: And with the physicians, was was there some frustration about then having to switch to another system? Or for the most part, did they understand the ultimate goal? Well,
1: they definitely understood the ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. But still, change um, is difficult for people regardless of what position they're at. Uh, yeah. So we had to go through that, and I wouldn't call it a battle, but we had to address that from you know even a physician perspective because uh it was still recent in their memory uh in our Pasco live, which again went very well uh and it was a good application uh so from a ambulatory clinic side. We did not realize a whole lot of improvements by going from eClinicalWorks to Epic, but um, you know they are they are very similar from a functionality standpoint. Uh, it's just how they do it is different.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. A lot going on there on that side, obviously, and then um, also wanted to to talk about the unified communication systems. kind of what were the goals were, were there and uh, you know, what, what you hoped to, uh, to accomplish with this?
1: Well, uh, unified communications, uh, actually uh, we have been doing that for a bunch of years. Revation is the solution that we use for unified communications. I think we've been in that agreement for probably seven to eight years now. You know, and we've kind of evolved through that over the course of the last few years here uh, in the way it's being used. Uh, you know, predominantly it is our call center uh, application that manages all of our calls for appointments, changes to appointments, or cancellations. Um, so we use it for patient appointments uh And then we've expanded its use uh, for our prescription refill nurse uh, if patients call in relation to billing questions, uh, medical record requests, or messages uh, for our physicians so that those calls are routed to the correct person the first time that they call. And that's done using an automated attendant at the front end of the call. And then they just select uh, option one to five, depending on who they want to talk to at the time. Okay.
0: Okay. So uh, certainly the obvious, why why there's a need for, for, you know, unified communications when you're talking about the, the amount of information that, that that's passed back and forth and the channels it has to go through and um, how, how is this strategy something that, that you stay on top of? You, you talked about how it's evolved. so um, is this really just kind of based on you know the, the clinicians and, and their changing needs? Uh,
1: to a certain extent, yes, and then some from uh, patient suggestions and stuff like that. So we not only take into account internal Uh, recommendations and ideas, but also those of our patients as well. Um, You know, it's pretty frustrating if you get transferred from one area to another multiple times and never really reach the person you want to talk to or need to talk. And that's one of the things that we tried to accomplish with the revation solutions. And it's, it's done really a pretty good job for us.
0: That's an interesting thing you bring up because I've read some articles about you know patient experience and how much of a, prior, of a priority it has to be, especially when you're talking about revenue and, and being able to to hold on to patients and you know really treat them like customers. And it's uh, it's an interesting uh, shift that that hospitals are having to go through.
1: Oh yeah, and I think we have been attempting to do that in the healthcare field for many years and sometimes not really successfully. But uh, uh, facilities, uh, there are facilities that do it really well. And I like to think that we're one of those. Uh, you know, we can always stand improvements, but, but things are working pretty well at this point. Uh, my biggest, one of my biggest issues is, you know, being a critical access facility kind of out in the rural area of Minnesota. It's, number one, it's hard to recruit staff. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, primarily because of the remoteness. Not that it's that remote. There are areas, you know, in other states like Montana and stuff that are a lot more, let's say, remote uh, than we are. But but still, <clears throat> we are a fairly remote organization, um, you know, a pretty fixed patient base uh, within the county of Aitken. And, um, you know, so we have to kind of make sure that we're at the top of our game and trying to do things right so some of these larger systems don't come in and pull patients away from us. So we have to maintain that um, presence within the community and be leaders in the community yeah, so that we can maintain our patient dedication or dedication to the facility from our patients. Yeah.